0: You're on with Barbara. Hey, 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 it's me, Barbara Corcoran, and this is 888-BARBARA. That's right, it's time to answer all your burning questions. From the boardroom to the bedroom, nothing is off limits. So listen up for some advice on how to live your best life. Each week, I'll be answering all your burning questions. And sometimes, I'll be asking them too interviewing some of the greatest folks I know to learn the secrets of their success so I can share them with you. This is for all the successful people out there. Who among you doesn't suffer from the imposter syndrome? I've got some good advice for you. Stay tuned. Here's a question for you. Can you think and dream your way to success? If you really envision it, you're thinking about it all the time, is that going to help you get there? I say no. Listen to this guy.
1: Hi, Barbara. My name is Jocelyn, and I'm calling from Southern California. I'm a huge fan of yours. I've watched Shark Tank for years, and I've followed you on Instagram, and I love how confident you are and how much you inspire women like myself to follow their dreams and be a hard worker. So my question is how to overcome imposter syndrome. Um, I'm 30 years old, and when I was 22, I joined a startup in California that eventually had a really successful buyout. When I was 26, I got a cash payout that allowed me to basically take a year off of work and travel, and by all means, it was an incredible success. However, I still can't get over this feeling that it was just a fluke, and this fear that I didn't actually earn anything that it was all just luck is pretty paralyzing and I'm having a really hard time getting the confidence to go back into the job market and try something new. I keep telling myself that I won't be able to do it, that my success is just kind of stars aligning and me just getting really lucky. And yeah, despite my friends and family telling me I should have no problem moving forward in my career, I just can't seem to believe it myself. So any advice that you have on believing in yourself and believing in your abilities would be really appreciated.
0: I'm so happy you called in with your question. I get this all the time. It drives me crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're doubting yourself? A little bit, yeah. This has been something I've struggled with throughout my career.
1: When I was in my early 20s, I started working for a startup that kind of blew up over a couple of years. Were
0: you doubting yourself before you worked for the startup? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit. When I started working there and started having all these successes, it was like for a little while it was reaffirming. But then again, I would kind of feel like it was all just a fluke. And I just got really lucky. No matter how many accomplishments I hit, I still kind of feel like I just got really lucky and I don't know what I'm doing. And at some point, someone will figure that
0: out. Yeah. Well, at the kernel, I think of anything we start to believe in and make it bigger than its actual self. I think there's always a kernel of truth. So I think the kernel of truth in what you just said is you kind of got lucky. Luck's involved in every success. If the world or the timing is stacked against you, no matter how talented you are, you're not going to get a hit on your hands because Mm -hmm. everything's against you. So you had a little bit of luck there. You had a background, a situation. You were hired for a startup. Those people were probably decent at what they were doing or you wouldn't have even had a hit if you had gone under. Uh Let's credit luck for what it is. It was helpful. That's fair. What's not fair to you, to anyone out there, to myself, and I've struggled this with myself and I'll return to that in a minute, is to credit it too much that you were just lucky because there's millions of people that moment in time had the identical luck to you and they didn't get lucky like you the way you got lucky. They didn't make a big hit of it. So your talent had to have something to do with it. Now you're in your next position. I assume mm-hmm. from your question you're already in that position now and you have doubts at the quiet times with yourself, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me just say, thank God you doubt yourself because the one thing that I have learned is true of every single person who is exceptional. And whatever they're doing, is self-doubt. Without it, you become big-headed, arrogant, and you're just waiting for the clock to make you fall on your feet. When you doubt yourself, it's like a human element that keeps you on the straight and narrow, so to speak. So I've never hired, partnered, or done any business with anyone who doesn't have doubt. Someone who's second-guessing themselves is what I want to see in every person because what it means is they're going to work hard to do it again. And if you did it once and you combine that with working hard and just a little bit of luck, which is always out there to be grabbed, you're going to have the same success again and again because you're at the core of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. There's no accidents, but believing it is the hard part. Here's my formula for getting yourself to overcome your doubt. Every time you feel doubtful, try to put it to the left or the right and go ferociously at your job and work a little bit harder. When you're working a little bit harder, you don't have time to think about the doubt. If you're doubtful again, say, I'll work myself through it. I'll work even harder. That's my formula for success. When I sold my business for $66 million and I had made it from scratch out of nothing and the whole world applauded me, written up in all the papers, oh, she's a genius, oh, she's this, oh, she's that. Do you know what I thought only six months later that the whole thing was a fluke? It was a fluke. I got the break for the thousand bucks. It was a fluke. I hired the right people. It was a fluke. I opened the right offices. It was a fluke. I was in the right neighborhoods. It was a fluke that I promoted the right people, put my confidence in those people, took my confidence away from the wrong people. It was a fluke that I was able to fight my competitors and win the number one market position, all the old boy network going against me. It was all a fluke. Uh Even lawsuits were a fluke that I won. That's crazy. (laughs) You would stand there and say to me, you, Barbara, actually... Really believe that, and I could honest to God on a stack of Bibles say, I did believe it, and you know what was really missing? I wasn't working. I had not worked Mm. for six months. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. Idleness or lack of 150% effort always has doubt creep in. So know that that's your MO. Mm -hmm. Every time you have a doubt, work a little harder, even if it's for two days or three days or a week or a month, whatever, just to barrel ass through it so there's no room for the doubt. But the minute you call me up in two years and say, guess what? I've arrived. I have no doubt. I know I'm as good as I am. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to do well anymore. (laughs) That's the way it is. Don't know why. It's like the curse of being competent. Is Uh self-doubt because competence rides on your own self-doubt. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It's like if you don't doubt yourself anymore, you become complacent. Oh, yeah. Not even too complacent, but just the edge is off. It's the edge Mm -hmm. of doubt that makes you a performer in anything you do. So I want you to call a year from now and say, hey, Barbara, I have a problem. I'm doubting myself. I have imposter syndrome. I'm going to say, good for you. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I yeah, know you're in a privileged club. I'm in it with you. Everyone I know who's been enormously successful, not just women. I think they suffer from it more, but men as well suffer from the imposter syndrome. It wouldn't have mm-hmm. a name like a syndrome if it was a common, mm-hmm. not real, but I'm happy you feel it. Thank you. Pretend you believe it. Okay. Good luck to you. Thank <laughs> you, Barbara. My I really pleasure. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs>
2: Good evening Barbara. This is Brandon from New York. I just want to ask on a scale of 1 to 10 how hard did you work to get where you are today? And also, what are the things you need in terms of passion to move up in life? Cuz what I'm struggling right now is really motivation and action. That's what I really want. Elevate myself financially and in every other aspect of life such as health, relationships, and so on.
0: Hey Brandon, nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you too, Barbara.
0: I love your voice. You sound so sincere, 150%. Thank you. Okay, so you're struggling right now with finding your motivation, right? Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: It's where isn't okay. I wake up in the morning. I'm always saying, you know, I want to live to the best of my ability, whether it's finance, whether it's my relationships with my coworkers, you know, my relationship with my future wife, even though I haven't found her yet.
0: <laughs> You're worried about it early. Good enough. You'll probably make a great husband.
2: Being the best parent I could be, even though I'm not a parent yet, like I want to live life to the best of my ability. But, you know, I lack motivation where, okay, I have the idea in my mind and I dream about it that I could get it done. But the action, it's like I procrastinate on that part.
0: Mm, well, okay. Well, let's give yourself a little break here. Uh, I don't know a single person in the world who doesn't procrastinate. I mean, it's part of the human condition. It's like, I don't want to do that right now. Right. Do you find that that goes on day in, day out, and you just get never get to first base?
2: Yes. Part of the reason I'm afraid to be uncomfortable, like, you know, let's say, all right, I want a business. I know I have to work hard for it, but I'd have to work two, three jobs for it. I have to save. That's part of it. And the patience part.
0: Mm, Okay. You don't strike me as a man who would have a hard time working hard. You think you're a little on the lazy side or lackluster side?
2: Yes, you can say that. What an
0: honest guy. I'm going to marry you myself. So you feel as though you lack the motivation to work because you don't like to work hard or is it you're not working hard because you don't know what floats your boat, so to speak?
2: I'm more fixated on the dreaming part, you know?
0: Mm, That's the fun part. Well, number one, right off the bat, you're thinking way, way, way too hard. It's one thing to dream about what success looks like and who you want to be when you grow up and where do you want to live and what kind of life you want. That's good stuff. Those are roadmaps. Those are, in fact, almost life plans or at a bare minimum, a business plan on how to get ahead. I like all that. But it sounds to me like you're stressing too hard. I don't know another young man who's concerned about his wife nor his kids and he doesn't even have... It's nice to plan, but I think thinking can get in the way of action. Let's assume... You're thinking too hard on all this stuff. That's also a form of procrastination. Let me think about it a little more. Think about it a little more. You can't think and have action at the same time. What if I said to you, what you got to do is you got to go out and play in the traffic a little. You got to just go out and have action without thinking too hard about where it's going to lead and where's your passion and how you're going to make it big. What if you made your enemy simply, let me work my ass off for the next two months, three months, or even a week, if that's all the stamina you have initially to do, and then add a week on, add a week on. What do you think would happen to your life if you worked much, much harder?
2: It would drastically change. My dreams would come to life come to reality.
0: I'm going to put that to a test. You're working really, really hard and you want to have a wonderful marriage and great kids when you grow up. How is that going to materialize by you working hard?
2: That's not something you can really work for. That's just something that comes to you that has to happen.
0: I don't know about that. I think women are attracted to men that work hard. When I'm talking about, you know,
2: family or so, I just put that into the equation of life in general. Yes,
0: yes. A big, big thing in life. What would happen if you work twice as hard as you work every day of the week? Mm -hmm. My
2: income would double or triple, right? Yep.
0: Well, maybe. What do you do for a living?
2: I work as an office assistant in child care, but I'm moving up to the police department, the New York Police Department, in a couple of months. Good for you.
0: So you have ambition. It's not like you're refusing to do anything about making a lot in life better, right? You have the ambition to make that move. Yes. But you're not working so hard at it? I'm
2: thinking, you know, I can get a second job because there's a car I want. I could mm-hmm. either save up for it or make my monthly payments on it.
0: And what does that car look like? I want a
2: nice car. I haven't like figured out what type of car I want yet, but I have the price range in my head and how much I'll pay a month on it and how much I'll have left see things like that. And
0: what color is the car?
2: I didn't get to choose that. It's so many different cars I want.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of cars you get within a certain budget. Here's my suggestion on that alone. Figure out what car you want exactly. Look at the interior, what little options you want on that car, the brand. Get a picture of it blow it up on your copy machine, make it really big and shiny and pin it up wherever your eyeballs land when you open your eyes in the morning, okay? And then you take that picture and you put a date on it. When do you want it for? Do you want it in two months, three months or whenever you get the money together? Which would it be?
2: Six months. Six months is more reasonable. Okay,
0: so rather than the six months, now let's back into it. You said you could get a part-time job. You're probably working eight hours in your current job. Of course you could. You have 24 hours in a day. You don't sleep more than eight hours, do you?
2: No, I don't even sleep eight hours a day.
0: Okay, to get that car, you figure out how much money you have to get together each month, not even with what the payment's going to be. It would be great if you could buy that car, mostly cash, wouldn't it? Feel a little yeah, better? But I won't
2: be able to get all that money within that time.
0: Okay, all right. So whatever you could get together and put as a down payment on that car, you got to figure out what job you could get in the next eight hours of your day to make that money. That's feasible, isn't it? Yes, that's, mm-hmm. Can you get another eight-hour job or you're doubtful that you could stand it? Is it getting the job or doing the job? I can do both. Then give yourself a deadline to get the damn job and get going on it because if you think about it and think about it this week, ain't going to happen next week. That's for sure. Because your biggest thing that gets in your way is you're intelligent and you think about stuff, and that's a curse uh-huh. of being too smart. Thinking, thinking, thinking never gets the action, okay?
2: That makes so much sense.
0: Of course. And you know it anyway. You know it inside yourself. So now you have your other eight-hour day job, five days a week. If I could get it seven days a week, I would do that because your other job's only five days a week. And now you want mm-hmm. a car. What else do you want? What other success do you want?
2: I want a business, like, long, later on in life. Like, I could say the next two or three years because, you know, being a cop, starting out, the salary is not enough.
0: Okay. Unless you become a detective or a sergeant, then you're going to make a lot more money in that. It's, you don't aspire to anything like that, right?
2: I do. Starting out, it's $42,000 a year, and that's no money in New York. Well,
0: like, no, you could barely eat on 42000 No,
2: especially if you have a, a family with kids or so.
0: How about you promise me, for the next six months of your life, you try a, a new life plan. You just only focus on what actions you could do. To get the car, start there. When you get the actions in line and you actually buy the car and drive it out of the showroom and it's shiny and smells so good inside, you're going to believe in yourself that your actions actually get stuff done. Wow. Okay? And then you add the next thing you want. Click it off one at a time Well, you drive yourself nuts. But promise me this. Promise me every time You think about the car or think about this. You just stare at the car. I got to get that car. Do I have that job? How many hours am I working? Focus entirely on giving yourself a report card based on actions, not thoughts, and you will get to exactly what you want in life. Now to your first question you asked me, how hard did I work to get what I wanted? I'll tell you, I had a dream. I wanted to be successful. I didn't know what that looked like, but I can tell you, I worked 150% 80 hours a week for probably 30 years to get to where Oof, I was.
2: 80 hours a week for 30 years.
0: Maybe I exaggerate the last 10 years. I have to be honest with you here. Maybe I cut down five or six hours a week, but I'd still work my ass off. And let me tell you, if I had spent any of that time thinking versus working, I wouldn't be where I am. You've got to work. No. You've got to have action and stop the thinking. Okay, promise I guess. me.
2: Time would be going as you're thinking.
0: Call me in. How many months did it say you said it was going to take you to get the car? Six. Six, you take a picture of yourself in the car and don't you fake it. I want it in front of your house, sitting in the car, waving at me and the caption should say, look at me. I did it. Did it. Not thought it, but I did it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Six months. I got you in my calendar. I better hear from you.
2: Okay. You know, Kobe Bryant, the basketball star that had recently passed away, oh, right? Of
0: course. Everybody knows Kobe.
2: He had this motto called Mamba mentality where it's defined as the infinite quest to be the best version of yourself to achieve something higher than what you achieved before. Yeah. Do you live by that motto or did you ever live by that motto while you were working to get where you're at right now?
0: Well, not in those so words, but let me tell you, you should live by that motto yourself. Kobe didn't get to who he was because he envisioned himself on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. He was there practicing, 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 action, action, action. Mm-hmm. Use him as your model. His mantra is a true mantra. He didn't lie. That's what got him to where he was. Okay, bye-bye. And that's all the questions we have time for today. I hope you found the advice helpful. Think I got it right? Think I got it wrong? Have an idea for a great guest? Come on, give it to me. Tweet me at Barbara Corcoran using the hashtag 888BARBARA and keep those questions coming into the 888BARBARA hotline. You can subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't be coy. Leave a review for the show at Apple Podcasts and keep the party going on. We'll see you next time. 888 Barber is produced by Sandy Smolens for Audiation. And Lila Mann is our executive producer. Audiation.